Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Russian Doll, Season 1, Episode 6, Reflection. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher, here re-watching Russian Doll and loving it. And I'm re-watching it with a first-time viewer of Russian Doll, one of my former students, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Mr. Sal, I've done great reflection on this episode, and I'm ready to discuss it with you. Oh, I hope so. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Well... I got to say, I'm just going to go right out, just throw it right out there and tell you that this is my favorite episode of the season so far. Uh, I gave it a 10 out of 10. I don't think you're there. I don't think you gave it a 10 out of 10, but I think you probably gave it a 9 out of 10. Wise choice, Mr. Sal, <laughs> but completely wrong. 10. Oh, 10. So it is your favorite episode. It is my favorite episode, yes. Yeah, this is this is a great episode. I love this episode. It's and, like uh, oh sorry. I, yeah, go ahead. All I want to say is it just feels like I'm starting to get some answers around here. Right. I'm starting yeah. to get some answers. Yep. Yeah. I and I like it, you know, I like this eight episode arc where they pose a lot of questions, but they are delivering answers. And and it it is a gradual you know, increase in the uh, ratio of answers to questions over over time. So I, I do I do like that about this you know, nice concise eight episode season. But I love the theme of this episode, uh, this idea of reflection uh, and about uh, being seen. Uh, the the mirror motif. I love all of it. Yeah, I, I eat a, it right now. A lot up. of themes with reflect. Yeah, fair enough. They're all they're trying to reflect on their first night. I mean, mostly Alan's first night, but even Nadia mm-hmm. goes through her first night a bit. Yeah, and then I, I think that the key to this episode, like the, the the Rosetta Stone of it, is when Nadia brings Ruth or brings Alan to see Ruth, and they talk about her mother breaking the mirrors, and Ruth talking about you know why do you think she broke those mirrors and she says you know reflection another pair of eyes you know the, the idea of other people seeing you and I, I think that's so pervasive throughout the whole episode that theme of other people seeing you you know do you do you need to be do you need another set of eyes do you need that therapist to help you are you a, a reliable narrator of your own life now, all of this stuff comes up from beginning to end, but that's kind of the Rosetta Stone that gives us the clue into that we should be looking for it. So, you know, knowing that we can go back to the beginning of the episode and start, even see it early on. So, you know, I think that the direct quote is because of because she needs its reflection, it's proof of existence. It's another set of eyes. So, I'm going to keep an eye out for that. All of that as we talk through this episode. And I think that that's one of the things that really hooks me into this episode. Uh, I do also really, and I think I, I really enjoy the, the dynamic of Nadia and Alan. I, it's interesting, you know, now that we're six episodes in and we've had Alan for half of the season, basically, um, it's hard to imagine what the show was like before Alan, because I think that he really changed the, the whole, the whole uh, trajectory of the, of the series of the season. Yeah, I don't know what the what the show would be like without Alan. And all, and all, yeah. you know, and just the cool I, I think it makes it a lot more interesting when there's two people, at least two people in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um you I I believe you said, or maybe it was about a different question I had posed, 
But do they die at the same time? Is a question I asked. We 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 die at the same time. Sorry. Right. Yeah. And we've been talking about that. That was something that you brought up uh, as something we were wondering, and even Alan wondered it in the last episode. Yeah. And obviously, I guess they both die to that like HVAC unit. But it's like, well, they're next to each other. Do they like they're away from each other? Do they both die? At the same well, time, it and seems as though yes, they do. It does seem based on the, like the chicken wing scene. Yes, I'll call it. Yeah, yeah. Or even going back to the first night, you can probably you can kind of. It's it's a pretty easy through line to draw that when Alan committed suicide, uh, Nadia got hit by the car almost simultaneously. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what you know what I love about this, and this is another you know theme that we're going to look for as we go through this. This idea that these are two people who are vehemently opposed to enlisting the help of other people uh, or being too attached to other people or being too open with other people. You know, the, the, Nadia has, has told us time and again, you know, I'm going to wait until I'm 60 before I settle down. I don't have any interest in you know, getting married or anything. You know, Max has told us about Nadia. You know, your friends can't help you if you won't let them. You know, Nadia has said to Ruth, you're a good, you're a great therapist, Ruth, but you're not my therapist. Um, Nadia in this episode says to Alan, this is my hell. I, I being, you know, our lives are, we're reliant on each other. And, you know, Alan gets a little offended by it. And she says, no, it's not mm-hmm. you. It's, it's anybody. That's just, I, I don't like to have to rely on other people. You know, Alan has this connection with Beatrice but it's not really much of a connection as it turns out. And we get to see exactly what Beatrice thinks of their entire relationship, really. But beyond Beatrice, you know, he refuses help at every turn. How many people have called him out in this series for having a mental illness? And he refuses to seek help. He refuses to get to talk to anyone about it. So these, these are two very independent people who don't want to have to rely on anybody else or ask for help. And they're inevitably tied to one another here and forced into a situation where they do have to rely on somebody else. So that theme is pervasive throughout the episode as well. I wonder, maybe that's their connection. They're the two most independent people. In the, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe not... So I don't know if I'd call Alan independent. That may he's be not, a mis- he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's with Beatrice. And he's really, uh, he's like uh, I, I don't, would you call him codependent? Like he doesn't want to open up to anybody. He doesn't want to seek help, but he does want to be attached to someone else. They're, they're complete opposites. Yeah. There you go. Who? Nad- Nadia or Beatrice? Nadia and Alan complete opposites um so i don't think they're complete opposites i think there's a lot of connective tissue there two two sides of the same coin yeah that's a probably a a good way to say it and that's why they're linked that could be got it that could be or maybe it's maybe it's a video game they kind of lean into that idea a little bit in this episode as well (laughs) so i mean that video game is pretty prevalent in this episode did you say that video game multiple times uh there's (laughs) ah yeah, speaking about speaking of um, Ella finally going to see some sort of therapist, Ruth. That does bring up my comedic line. Yes. Episode, which yes. Mine would be is when Nadia goes, "Oh, like you, you have to remember your first night, Ellen. That's that's our you know one unknown." 
thank goodness I know a professional that can help you remember. And then it cuts to Ruth Cook. I'm not a professional. <laughs> right? like, I'm not a professional, yeah. but like I, I can't do that. Like I, yeah. I don't have to work with them for like you know like years or months before I can do that. Which actually yeah. might mean she's either not a professional or she's super professional. If you exactly. It's like it, was it Socrates who was the smartest person in the room by virtue of the fact that he was willing to admit that he didn't know everything. Everything. <laughs> right. I think I've heard that. I didn't know Socrates. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Socrates. It might have been Aristotle, but I'm pretty sure it was Socrates. Yeah, well, same thing. So yeah. yeah. I, totally I think my, fa- my my favorite comedic line of the episode is when uh Nadia is smoking in Alan's apartment and he says, Do you mind smoking outside? She said, If I smoke outside, I could die, which means you could die. So basically you're welcome. So <laughs> I, I, Nadia is just so funny to me. I really, I really dig her sense of humor. But uh, as far as your predictions from last week go, let's see. You predicted that Ferran would return, and he does. So good. I got the Ferran six cents, man. Me and yeah, you really do. I don't know what that is, you, but you definitely have. Uh, <laughs> that's two twice now, two for two actually. That you predicted we're going to see Ferran in the next episode, and we have. Um, and you also predicted that they would never leave the loop. So I guess we the jury's still out on that one. Oh, I will say this though. You no, wait, said, wait. They said they would never leave the loop, or at least one of them would never leave the loop. You're right. You said at least one of them would never leave okay. the loop. Yeah. And, and now, I like to think it's some sort of messed up thing where only one of you can leave the loop. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe they're both stuck in it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the other thing that you did mention, this was not so much a prediction as it was just you being you. You said I am going to rate this a seven, which you did not. I forgot about that prediction. <laughs> yes. I thought about guessing a seven just for that reason. But then I was like, no, that'll remind him that he said, and then he'll probably just actually do it. So no, I'm not going to do that. Well, then he would have so, been right, though, then. <laughs> I know. I, been right, like, I was right today. anyway. No, you weren't. You right. said nine. I give it a ten. You're right. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Now, now you've been double wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yay. I doubled down on my incorrectness. Wonderful. Okay. So as far as the title goes, I love this title because I think it fits the scene, the theme so well. It, okay. I mean, the, the, I mean, the theme is reflection. There's a mirror motif in this episode. I, I think that's, it's perfect. Perfect can, title. Can I make a gutsy maneuver here? Mr. Sal? I'm, I'm feeling like want. I'm going to make a gutsy prediction. Okay. Right. And I'll, I'll say one, and if you want to choose to hold my feet to the fire, you can choose to do so. Okay. I think within the next two episodes, we're going to see Alan's mother again. Alan's mother again? Yeah. Okay, so let's see. We will see Alan's mother again. All right. Why do you think that's gutsy? I haven't seen her since, like, one season. Right. Fine, fine. You know what? You, you want me to get gutsy? Next episode, we see Alan's mother. Oh, we will see Alan's mother no. next Scratch that. No, okay. no, unscratch that. Sorry, unscratch that. Next episode. So we will see Alan's mother next episode. By the way, the, the title of the next episode is called The Way Out. So yeah, we'll see Alan's mother. Okay. I really right. don't think we're seeing Alan's mother. But now, I, now <laughs> I really don't think we're going to, but I've already committed to it. <laughs> I, I don't think so now, but it's okay. Of all things to hang your hat on, how, how come that one? Feeling. Oh. I... I've done it with Peron. Now I got to move on to someone else. But now I really, like, I want, I want to, can, can I redact that prediction? 
You Hold on a second. You, when you say you're done with Farad, do you mean do you mean the series is done with Farad? No, the series is long not done. Ah, you know the Farad sense is not so tingly anymore. Let me think. Uh, ah. I don't know. I think I might have broke. I'm gonna go. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know how many start making just all these predictions, Mister Sal? You see, no, like you already start making predictions. Sit here. No, I'll, I'll is, start. I'll start predicting. So we start predicting. This is on you, man. Fine. Not... You you you've done it. No more Farad. <laughs> Except for one seed, you get one seed of fraud. That's it. One, one more. So you're predicting we're going to see Alan's mother in the next episode. You're predicting that one of them's going to be trapped in the loop, and we're only going to get one more one. scene of fraud. So, so at least one. Okay. Be trapped in the loop. Both of them might be, but at least one. All right. So one or both will be trapped in the loop. Yes. And we're only going to get one uh, more scene of fraud. Yeah. Okay. And you good? Three, three more scenes of Ruth. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> We're getting this specific? I don't, I'm not even going to no. be able to keep track of that. That's too hard to keep track of. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you stopped me. I'm going to lo- lose. I'm not going to lose count. Be like, wait, was that two or three? I don't remember. I'll keep track uh, for you. I don't need to worry. Okay. Yeah, that's, well, uh, yeah it's going to be like it's going to be like seven. You're going to be like, ah, I was right. Seven more scenes of Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, uh, all right, yeah. So, so you were you, you did pretty well on this Ferran thing. Uh, the never leaving the loop thing, we will we'll have to wait and see. And uh, your prediction that you would rate it seven out of ten, I don't know if you count that as a prediction or not, but if you do, that was not a good prediction. Next episode will be seven out of ten. <laughs> okay, so what do you what do you think of this title? It's a good title, it's a good title, mm-hmm. it's a title that I will. Um... You know what? Actually, I say I I'll remember the ending, obviously. I'll remember the 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 chat uh, Ruth has, but I actually remember if like I actually don't think it's that. Oh no, gonna, no, it's gonna... pretty good. No, I'm thinking Alan reflects on a lot of his life choices. It'll help me remember the Alan portion of this episode. So, so uh, a reflection in that regard. I think there's an element of that in this episode, but I think that. I think there's more uh, when they say reflection, like specifically like mirror reflection is I think a heavier theme here. So I think about the scene with Nadia and horse where she asked horse, do you think other, you need other people to see you to prove your own existence? Like the idea of a mirror as a proof of your own existence is important in this episode. So as long as Nadia and Alan have those mirrors proving they exist, they don't need anybody else to prove that they exist. And at, and at a certain point in this episode, those mirrors are taken away, just like Nadia's mother broke all the mirrors. Okay, so you no longer have your own unreliable narration of your life validating your existence. And now suddenly you need other people validating that existence. I, I mean, or I could just take out my phone. I, I mean, I don't know. Did they? they, they I, 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 don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, I was just saying, I, I, there's other there's other forms of mirrors, right? No, I, I'm not sure. I, mean, I could look look at some water. I could uh, open up the camera okay. app. So, right? so you're yes, yes. Th- th- these are technicalities. Yes. <laughs> okay, but the the I think that the theme and the and the motif fit very nicely, even if they can still see themselves it does it does in yeah. water and their phone or whatever um you and i have talked about i think on on the russian doll podcast here 
the didn't I talk about the time that I looked up uh, in a public restroom and I didn't see it, my my reflection that really freaked me out. I think I think that this are lost. Yes, this was it a lost podcast? I, I don't know. So, so just in case it was, well, you lost. remember better than me, just because you saw a yeah. Russian doll prize. Well, I, so I'm reasonably certain. I'm reasonably certain I said it because of the mirrors that are so prevalent in Russian doll. But maybe I was talking about. Uh, maybe I said it on lost. So just in case, as a reminder, I went into a public restroom one time, wash my hands, look up. I don't see anything and I start freaking out thinking, oh my God, I'm dead or I'm a vampire or something because I've never seen a sink in a bathroom, public or private, that didn't have a mirror directly above it. I so, think you're crazy for that, by the way. No, you, listen, it's going to happen to you someday and you're going to freak out. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it already this. has. Like, I think yeah. of bathrooms oh, and, like when I was in India. But, no, no, I'm pretty... I'm pretty sure I've already. I, I think I've already lived through this, and I didn't have existential oh, dread. I went. I went. I I've seen myself in a mirror before. No need to see it again. One, one time's plenty for me. Like I'm good. Nah, but you haven't yeah. seen yourself in the mirror at that point. <laughs> yeah. You need. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I sympathize very. I, I don't get that. very much with this because like, then, by that, well, then when I look away from the mirror, I don't know if I exist. So it's like right. Well, look, that's so, so then I always got to look at the mirror, Mister Sal. Why aren't you feeling existential dread? Well, that I mean, isn't that somewhat the point uh somewhat the story of narcissus right he he can't look away from his reflection i i right? i've never says, so 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 i've never i've never really like i've never actually read the story i thought he couldn't look away from his reflection because he was narcissistic right but i don't think it's so I, i'm not I, I don't know all the details of narcissus but i know that he can't look away from his reflection and i'm assuming that's because it's a self-validation of existence but maybe I'm wrong about that. But that's clearly what reflection is supposed to re represent in this Russian doll universe. Oh, definitely. You know, they they yeah. both reset to a mirror. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, va yeah. validation of existence. And then suddenly that mirror is taken away and they no longer have themselves to validate their existence, but they still have each other. I wonder um, if like all mirrors are gone now, like even like, like pocket mirrors and everything like, well, it sounds. I mean, it's. I mean, at least their mirrors are. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not two. sure if all mirrors are, but it's yeah. Very, very, yeah, but yeah, very big deal for them to lose their mirrors. So yeah, it is their. It is the reset point. Before you know it, they're gonna lose their sink. Huh? <laughs> if that if, if, if the next episode was running water, I would say they're losing their sink. <laughs> the way out is a drain. <laughs> Go shoot down uh, the sewage line. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what anyway. they were trying doing here? Maybe they just run super far away and they'll be good. Like just, just, just get as far away as possible. But they're thinking it's the place, Maybe, as opposed yeah. to themselves. I mean, it's sort of like simulation, just like book it. Interesting. Anyway. Interesting. So, all right. Well, let's start running through this episode here. Uh, we're th again. This is this is iteration number seventeen for both of them, and not, they're in Alan's apartment. So this is post HVAC unit falling on their heads. Right. So th they've reset. They're on uh, iteration 17 and they're in Alan's apartment. Nadia says this is her nightmare. Uh, and she, it, their lives seem to depend on, on each other. So it's not the apartment that's her nightmare, it's the dependence on somebody else. And she, she makes the statement that she needs at least the illusion of free will. So we're, it's, I think it's been very clear that Nadia wants does not want attachment to other people okay uh she stabs them uh, to make sure that they're not the same person and uh, because they have almost nothing in common and they're trying to figure it out 
Uh, and the stab is not the first time she's tried to try this antic. And Alan reminds her of that. But Alan, it turns out Alan owns one of Nadia's first video games and he hates it. He's very candid about this. I don't know if I would, if, if the creator of the video game were in my apartment and I had the video game, I don't think I'd say, oh, that game sucks. It's the worst. But he's very candid about it. says he hates it. Uh, and he thinks it's impossible. And I don't know if he caught this part of it, but he says it's, it's stupid. It's just this one character who has no help from anybody just doing it on her own. Yeah, I did, which is so, yeah. like, clearly like <laughs> a Nadia thing, kind of. Right. But also right. kind of Alan. Not quite. Yeah. He wasn't all on his own, but, you know, he, you know. So, yeah, and I think Alan's form of isolation is just a different form of isolation. And I think he keeps himself emotionally isolated, even if he is in physical contact with Beatrice. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Uh, and she, she tried, Nadia tries to prove to him that it's a, it works that it's good but she can't beat it either so anyway alan doesn't remember his first death as it turns out so nadia really latches onto this and she thinks that they need to trigger his memory so that he can remember that because it's the one piece that they're missing is how did he die the first time okay. did you have any idea how he died the first time i mean at that first was... i i wondered if he died in franz mm-hmm. but then i went what's it but then, but then I was like, I think they died at the same time, so he couldn't have died in Ferran. Right. In there. So no, right. no, I, I, I think I just said alcohol poisoning. Okay. It. I never you, expected this. Uh, oh, you until, never expected it? Yeah. Not, not until this episode. I, I yeah. Started getting the gotcha. vibes. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, to to me, this is actually a very sad ending because this is also what Beatrice has been saying through the whole series is that she was afraid to break up with him because she was afraid he would hurt himself. And it turns out he actually did. And and you know what I like to think too. So there's something I think we're overlooking. Okay. Which is, uh, what's it? Nadi's relationship with the stairs. Yep. Okay. Right. If they die in sync, she had quite a few early deaths there. Oh yeah. I wonder what Alan's early deaths were. Yeah. I mean, he was mirror parts. He did say he got electrocuted in the shower once. There's no fell in the shower. Hmm. And I think he got electrocuted in the bathtub. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, we know he, he resets in the bathroom. So, like, those two things might have, might, might be oh, early yeah, fair, deaths. Fair, yeah. Fair yeah. But, but that's a good point. Hmm. Yeah. But I guess he would remember it, though. And, like, because he didn't seem to remember killing himself until the first, which clearly probably didn't remember because he was probably really drunk or whatever have you but... yeah very drunk and i'm uh, perhaps very traumatized by it as well mm-hmm. so yeah th- i mean it's it's to me it's a very sad ending and, and really the, i think this is the darkest that that um russian doll has been so far it's pretty dark yeah but i yeah. dark but i like it oh it's me pretty, too pretty, me too pretty. this is great stuff oh, especially though right. they execute it but we'll, yeah hold on. oh yeah <laughs> Absolutely. So, so they go to the to get help from Ruth, and she says that she can't help him. That Alan is, and it turns out that Alan is very averse to therapy. Says it's one of his biggest fears, therapy. So, this is another indicator of Alan refusing help. I mean, Ferran has told him to get help. Beatrice has told him to get help. Uh, he's he's been called out for this 
over and over. And Mike has told Mike, him to get yeah. out. Yeah, so, so he's been called out for this over and over again. He refuses every time. And here's Nadia trying to get him help and actually putting him right in the same room as help. And he it says that therapy is one of his biggest fears. Uh, and he also, also thinks that people thinking he's crazy is one of his biggest fears. So, of course, crazy is the word that triggers Ruth. You know, we never say that word in this house. It doesn't, it does, we don't do that. Um, but she tells Alan about Nadia's mother breaking all the mirrors. Now, I don't know why she decides to go into the story. Unless I, I know why. She, oh, you do? Okay. Oh, I think you're about to say the same answer. Say, say we finished your sentence. No, I said I don't know why. So oh, I think, t- um, unless why. she think she must just think uh, her mom's crazy. There you go. Oh, oh, oh! I see. <laughs> okay, so so she's she's just rejected the use of the word crazy, and so th- that automatically triggers a story about Nadia's mother. But she rejected crazy. Throw the word crazy and went ah, anyway. A different note, completely unrelated. Nadia's yeah. mother. Four purple all the time yep. for like a year. Yeah. Well, but I, I think the point is like, we don't even call her crazy and listen to how seemingly crazy, crazy she, is. she was. No, see, that's that's yeah. the point. See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I think the sheer fact of your mother shows that Ruth thinks she's crazy, or at least the closest thing to crazy. Right. Even if she goes, but we don't use crazy. It's like, yeah, you don't use right. it, but you kind of thinking it if she's your example of right. Look, even we don't call her crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, for sure, I th- and I think you're right about that. But I do think it does illustrate the point that we didn't even call her crazy. And if you were going to call anybody crazy, it would have been her. But even her, we didn't call crazy. I mean, she broke all the mirrors. I came home, and Nadia, had, or I came not home, but I came into the wherever they lived and all the mirrors were broken and Nadia had glass in her hair. Yeah. Just, just if I were to think of crazy, I would think of her, but I'm not going to call her crazy, but I definitely think of her as crazy. If I used crazy to think with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So, and this is where Nadia says, you know, why, why mirrors? Maybe it's Alan says why mirrors. One of them says why mirrors Ruth replies, you know, reflection, proof of existence, another set of eyes. That's what therapists are. That's why they're so important. Without therapists, we're very unreliable narrators of our own stories. I like that a lot. Oh, me too. <laughs> that is that is good stuff. But I, I think that can be extended even beyond therapists to just yeah. anyone. Without connection yeah. to someone else, you on your own are very unreliable. I shouldn't say you, not you specifically, Kurt. You. We as individuals are very unreliable mm. narrators of our own stories. We isn't us two, or we isn't everyone. We isn't everyone. Oh, okay, good. So we all we all need another set of eyes to help us understand our own lives. So this way, it's so funny when I think about episode one of this of this series, and how I mean it was almost like cartoonishly caricature silly, you know? Disgusted. Uh, <laughs> and and now to get to this point where I'm thinking these really high-minded thoughts, you know what I mean? It, it really, I think, is is a testament to to the acceleration and build of this series. So that's why I, I, I told you very early on. I feel like the series just gets better and better as it progresses through. It's like an oven preheating, Mr. South. Yes, it's like an oven preheating. Good metaphor. Or no, not a metaphor. That's a simile because you said like, right? Yeah. Okay. 
So Alan agrees to a session, but apparently it doesn't go very well because they uh, immediately book out of there. And Nadi says, well, sorry, I guess I was wrong. They're getting on the subway and it turns out they're both deathly allergic to bees and they get swarmed by bees and die of bee stings. So apparently they have that in common. Reset. Now, re what? Reset. Reset to number 18. Uh, and we start in Alan's apartment. Um, Nadia shows up almost immediately and says, all right, new plan. We're going to recreate your first night. Now, this is something that I had never thought about up until this point. You know, he says to her that she gets to relive her awesome party with her awesome friends who she doesn't even really like. And he has to relive the worst night of his life. Mm -hmm. So that is quite a contrast and, and a really great point. Haven't we talked about this before, though? Have we? I feel like we have. I feel like I've. I feel like I've thought of this. I was just Alan has a crappy night, but I. I don't say this. At least Nani gets to like. I maybe not the Alan part, but I've definitely said before Nani gets to at least relive a party. Birthday. Party. That's true. Yes, you have. You're right. Now I remember that. If I don't know yeah. if I said that, it must suck for Alan. I feel like I. Have. I at least thought of it. This okay. is I've been aware of. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, Alan has not said it before, and neither has Nadia. So, so the, the, they're they are now very clear with each other on this. But ultimately, Nadia does talk him into it, and good thing too, because this next scene is just spectacular. I mean, this is some this is some of the funniest stuff in the episode. I love this. Yeah, um, Nadia. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to Beatrice's, and you know, Mike Mike's name comes up, Alan tells nadia that she slept with that she's on the phone with that guy mike that's who she slept with you know the, the the guy from your party and nadia says oh oh yeah that's max's friend like so she immediately denies even knowing the guy so the, but it's in her head that oh i need to be careful about this because that's the guy i was sleeping with on the first night so anyway the they come they come into Beatrice's apartment. You know, Beatrice is a little taken aback because there's this strange person coming in with him. And that doesn't stop her though, because she just basically rips off her laundry list that she was going to give Alan anyway. You know, this isn't what I want. I feel like I have to take care of you and take care of us. It's like a full-time job. I want to do things and you just want to stay the same. And it's pretty scathing. It's really hard to listen to. And you can understand why Alan was so broken up about this because this is like, this is like the harshest way to break up with somebody. This is anything but it's not you, it's me. Like that, this, this is not. This is definitely. This is one hundred percent you, Alan. You all are on the you. problem. You've broken yeah. it, right? I've tried my best, but yeah. untenable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you ever broken up with anybody, Kurt? I have. Yeah. And I, I, and I have too, and I, I have always held back on so much when I break up with somebody because the breakup itself is hard enough. You don't hear, need to hear. I don't, I don't feel like the person needs to hear about all their flaws in the meantime. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I, I say what I need to say, but I don't pile. I try not to pile on. You give, just the bare, you give like the bare minimum of what's, yeah. what needs to be like, said. I mean, you need to be clear that, you know, this is not something that I'm looking to fix. Like, this is over. But this is, you got to have, there's, there needs to be some tact and gentleness to it. And there's, Beatrice has none of that. 
it's just you know no you this suck. is no Here's no why. no Mr. Sal this is the attack and gentleness this is this is it oh wow there's more <laughs> this there is more oh man but this i mean this is just you suck here's why get out of my life and it really is it's harsh but nadia here's the whole thing she's chomping down on these gluten-free crackers which is i mean it, it looks like she's eating popcorn doesn't it she's just you know she, it, she, like, i mean yeah, she's, she's just sitting there yeah, on the dining table like looking yeah, very excited literally. like watch watching a movie chomping on the popcorn there is by the way rotted fruit on the table so yes we, oh yes no worries. yeah so yeah so uh but then nadia tells her off like in the best possible way is just like it's all your art from urban outfitters and this man can maintain an erection longer than anybody i've ever known so you know you dwell on that and just like one thing after another you know i you think that you're settling for alan but i think he's settling for you and it turns all the tables back on beatrice and takes Alan out of there and they're they're both pumped about it like they're both like high-fiving and and just having a great time with it so where to next they go to a bar so i i want i want to interject here as right as you start drinking at the bar i'm like ah I start, I start rubbing my hands. I'm like, aha, we're going to see Ferran when Alan gets really drunk. Like, I'm like, hey, hey, hey. can't <laughs> wait. My prediction is going to come true. We do see Ferran, but not for yep. the reasons I thought we would. I, well, right. Yeah. Anyway, yep. So uh, in the bar, Alan uh, needs to get uh, drunk. So he's not sure why he thought that proposing would help. Now, we've talked several times on multiple series podcasts about the idea that you never get married or have children in order to fix something right yeah I, I yeah but i feel like a third tenant is needed two tenants okay. of two don't make do let's make it three otherwise okay. i'll re um I don't, I don't know what that means but okay i couldn't think of another thing to rhyme with yet. <laughs> um What's another tenant? Like I don't have to fix a relationship. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't get married. Don't get married, and you don't. You don't have, have kid. kids. I mean, what? You don't propose. I mean, I, I suppose that's. No, that's getting that, married. It's too. It's too similar, right? It's too similar. Yeah, it doesn't count. That doesn't count. Wow. Well, we might. Well, I mean, something you'd have one quickly because I can't think of one. Now yeah, we're, we're, gonna we're gonna have to. We're gonna. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have. We'll have to workshop this one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'll come up again at some point, I'm sure, one day. So we'll see. Yeah, Maybe then. Well, anyway, here it is again. It's come up. Where has it come up? It's come up for sure and lost, like multiple yes. times and lost. Uh, has it come, it's come, come up, up in the leftovers, the... I think. Okay, and Ozark. Because... Did it come up in Ozark? I'm trying to think. I don't. Know. I know. I know the. I know the baby thing came up in the leftovers. You're definitely right about that. So I, the baby I, thing I think, came up. I think even the relationship thing. No, it didn't. Baby thing came up. The. Huh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of Ozark. Is like the only maybe one. something around about Zeke. I'm not sure. Nah, nah. I don't think so. I may, we may have missed out on Ozark. Maybe the people, on Ozark. the people, the people in Ozark understand the showhopper rules of of uh, problem solving in relationships. I'm, thank you for giving me credit. This seems like your solution earlier. Ah. Now, now, you've, now you've made it into a group consensus. But oh yeah, I, mean, I agree with that. So okay, well, very good. Yeah, anyway. Uh, he admires Alan admires Nadia's necklace, and you know, it's been around her neck in every episode. And I've never brought it up, but it is 
kind of important because it is solid gold. Uh, it's basically, I don't remember what country it came from, but it's, it's gold bullion that her grandparents, who were Holocaust survivors, uh, saved up. They saved up 150 of them because nobody trusted banks at the time. And her mom inherited them, and they were supposed to be her college fund. And her mom spent all but this one that she wears around her neck. So that's the story of the necklace. And that's going to become somewhat important later. Now, we, we have already, I, th- I guess they did call attention to this necklace way back in episode, I want to say two, when Nadia was being carted off in an ambulance to the oh, yeah. psych ward and they wanted her to take it off and she wouldn't. And then when she reset, she said, nobody locks up, not, nobody locks us up. So mm-hmm. that has been attended to before this, but now we're really getting it center stage in this episode. See, that's the odd thing though of you think, so you're, I, I don't remember. So she said, no one locks us up. I wonder if she's talking to the necklace in terms of just like, she values the necklace for like the family brings. Does she see her grandparents in it? Mm-hmm. I don't want to see she sees her mother in it because she seems to disdain her mother, even like you know, the oh, whole yeah. photo is being put up. So I, I mm-hmm. really don't think she'd see her mother in it. Okay. But well, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I will tell you that I think I think you're gonna get some satisfaction on that, but we'll see. Yeah, maybe she just has like a she's like, you know, has a hard exterior, but a gooey interior about her mother. Uh, gotcha. So Eventually, the talk gets around to Mike, and Nadia tells Alan that she had sex with Mike that night, and he flipped out. But he ultimately lands on, you know what? I I could do a better job than Mike in bed with you. (laughs) And uh, Nadia has some very colorful responses to that. Uh, But eventually, she lands on, yeah, let's have at it. So, oh, yeah, it was challenge the, accepted. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, challenge accepted. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so I, I think it was, I, I this seemed, seems now in retrospect inevitable that they were eventually going to go down this road. You know, when you're trapped in a time loop with one other person, it seems like eventually you're going to do this. But, I mean, would you agree? Depends. Depends who you're in the time loop with. I, I, I disagree. I don't, think, I don't think it inevitably leads to this. Okay. All right. All right. Well, anyway, uh, they go back to Nadia's place, and they do try to do some role-playing where he plays Mike and she plays B, uh, yeah. but they quickly ditch that, uh, and they decide they're just going to do it. Uh, and they do, and he passes out, and she notices that his shoes are on the floor, so she snatches them up and brings them to horse. So we the, get to... I, horse. I honestly, I think anytime we get horse in an episode, that is a good thing. I horse I don't know that horse is a very interesting character, but Nadia's relationship with horse is very interesting to me. I feel like she's more honest with him than anybody else. Yeah, I mean, I, I like horse. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 that is a cool name. That's true. So, I don't know what they're doing with this bag here. Do you know what this is? Which bag? Like they're like inhaling out of oh, a bag. So it's, I met, it's I some like, kind of drug. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. So anyway, they're 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 getting high somehow with this bag, but they discuss being shadows. You know, Horace talks about how he was 
<laughs> what an initial investor in like the dark web or something like that, but it all crashed. He lost everything and he's glad he lost everything. And one of the reasons why he's glad is because now he's a shadow. People can't even pick him out of a lineup. And Nadia said, you know, she really sympathized with us. She says, you know, I think I'm a shadow too. And this is where she asked, do you think we need other people to prove our existence? So this is, fitting right into this theme and the mirrors are about to disappear i think right ah. it's coming it's, it's coming up soon on the next reset oh so, yeah next week yeah, yeah you're right next reset. Yeah. yeah so the mirrors are about to disappear and so this is clearly something that's in nadia's head you know she heard ruth say it and she's thinking about it uh and she's also thinking about this necklace because she takes it off she gives it to horse you know and she says it was too heavy so what does that mean do you think thinking taking up the necklace calling it too heavy mm -hmm. huh, i kind of just looked at too heavy as a joke but is the too heavy actually in the sense that hmm. I oh I, th I think it's i think it's a metaphor yeah but i still i mean is it supposed to be her mother yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a symbol of her mother, right? Hey, that's what that's it's, what it seems like. But just yeah. the one reason I question it, like if you told me right here, I would be like, yeah, it's a symbol of her mother. I thought that, but mm -hmm. I don't like now in hindsight. I don't know if it is. Does she have a gooey interior? Maybe she maybe she did have a gooey interior for her mother. I don't know, but I will tell you that we are very likely to find that out. So, but she she says it's too heavy and when she says too heavy i don't think she means physically heavy i, mean, I think she means emotional weight the emotional weight of it is too much you know it probably re it reminds her of her mother and that's too much for her mm -hmm. so and this is important because she goes back home in a few minutes there's a scene in between but when she goes home you know she's got another mother memory trigger waiting for her when she gets there so mm -hmm. I think it's important that we see her trying to unload the emotional weight of her mother onto horse um, before she gets back to her apartment. But before she does get back to her apartment, she stops at the deli with horse because she's going to let him pick up a whole bunch of groceries that she's going to pay for. Uh, but she notices that all the fruit is rotted. And I think what's interesting about the rotted fruit thing is that nobody else seems to notice but no one ever seems to notice anything that's changed between the different things. Like no one, no one seems mm -hmm. to notice the like even. Well, I, I, I take that back. People might notice around fruit, but they just accept it as normal. Right. right. Yes. Yes. Because yes. same. Like when the mirrors happen next, scene, you'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, to get rid of the mirrors, of course, right? The yep. fishes explain yep. away. Um, I feel like there's anything else that I, could I know. Like people like the one like sidewalk walking scene where like some dogs yeah. and the baby carriages appear, but we don't hear them explaining it away. So, right. Exactly. There's no, there would be nobody to talk to about that, honestly. But anyway, it turns out she, she's is uh, going to have a conversation with Ferran here. He's writing a novel. And when horse drops his groceries, it triggers a memory in Nadia. And she remembers seeing Alan, Alan do that same thing on the other side of the deli. Okay, so then she just, it's a, like an epiphany. Oh my God, Alan is that guy that I saw with Ferran in the deli that night. And she asks Ferran about Alan. And it turns out they were in the same fraternity together in college. So she, now Nadia knows that Ferran and Alan are good friends. So Ferran's the connection. Ferran's, what did this to them? Oh. Some sick experiment. 
Interesting. Is your what is what was it? Your Ferran radar is getting tingly. Is that? No, it's not. Uh, no, I only see one okay. more this season. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, Nadia returns home. Very excited to share this information with Alan that she saw him on that first night, but Alan couldn't find his shoes, so he cleaned the apartment. And part of the cleaning was to pull these photos of Nadia and her mother out from under the bed and prominently display them. Nadia is pissed and kicks him out. I mean, it's this almost looks like he has done irreparable harm to their relationship, which yeah. is really sad to think about since they kind of need each other. Yeah, and so this this is where I was like, oh, is Alan actually going to hurt himself here? Because because he, to me, yeah. I was like, he seems to have really gotten close with Nadia, right? So, yep. so he's like, you know, cleaned up, like so so so, you know, all this other stuff. And now that she's harshly, like harshly rejected him, right? He mm-hmm. apologized and everything he could. I was like, oh wow, hopefully Alan's okay. So like, oh, no. yeah, yeah, that's a, that was a good call because that's uh, exactly where he's headed. So. Uh, Alan, he he goes back home. He can't beat the video game, even though he tries again, and he looks off of his roof. I mean, that's the I mean, that's the final nail in the coffin. That's it. Yeah, that that video game. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's right. But I mean, it's a it's a totem of Nadia. I mean, that one of the characters is even designed to look like Nadia, or somebody a celebrity with Nadia's hairstyle, anyway. But it's it is it does seem to be the last straw. You know, he, he can't get past that. He can't get past any of these roadblocks to all the relationships that he has in his life. And so he goes up to the roof seemingly to kill himself. Uh, and he may actually do that. In fact, I'm assuming that he does. Right. Because we, we don't see how he dies in this instance. We don't. Uh, but I think um, it's the pretty heavily scene. implied. Oh, it is. And then he sits <laughs> yeah. up. But yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, um, yeah. The next scene. Yep. Great scene, and so and we'll hear you now. You know, explain explain the scene. Okay, so this is Ruth visiting Nadia. This is after she has kicked Alan out. You know, she she probably called Ruth because she's having a lot of trouble with this. She's really thinking hard about her mother tonight. You know, she gave up the necklace to remove the emotional weight of her. She kicked Alan out because he displayed these photos of her, and Nadia feels like these this really messed her up. Ruth, though, takes an interesting tactic here. You know, she says, you know, you have to learn. You have to forgive. And don't you want to move on? And Nadia says, no, nah, not really. Humanity is overrated. But Ruth explains to her, we need other people. And that is the theme of the episode. We need other people. And, you know, we can hear Ruth talking. And we immediately, I think, at least I did, immediately think of alan right mm-hmm. you know not nadia and alan need each other uh and ruth or i'm sorry nadia doesn't really have any interest in that she says other people are garbage and ruth says another very interesting thing here too forgive them if they're garbage just forgive them that's what i do with you so this is i mean that's kind of a bomb drop that i didn't see coming that Ruth gets is equally upset with Nadia for lots of things, but she chooses to forgive her. I mean, I, I didn't think that was a bomb drop. Like, you know, she she she's known Nadia since she was younger. She's had a forgiven her before in the past. Like, That's not. true. She has said you you're a really difficult teenager. 
but she also has kept a box full of her stuff, including Valentine's that, that she made for Ruth. So, you know, I mean, I think the point here is when you love someone, you forgive them. Okay. Even if what they've, what they've done is unforgivable, even if you're not going to talk to them again, like, even if you can't, even if they're dead, like your mother, like the forgiving is as much for you as it is for them. You need to heal. You need to move on. You need to forget. I wonder if the way they get out of this time loop is that they just have to move on because from, 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 so, uh, Nadia, Mm -hmm. her mother, and mm-hmm. Alan, this relationship. The let's think back to the rabbi. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, the end. Is there more to that? Yeah. Or I can't quite remember what the rabbi said. Something about you know someone being a pet. Um, but yeah, I think kind of also the, the 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 thing of you get to go on right to leave your life. Okay, so, so, so I, I think I I think I remember some things. Uh, so he said a couple of things. First of all, he said that places aren't haunted; people are. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's one thing. Uh, but the other thing that he said was he was talking to John about Nadia. And, you know, he, he said, Nadia isn't, maybe you just use Nadia to distract you from the abyss. But what you really need to do is look into the abyss and embrace it. But, uh, I, I think both Ruth and the rabbi are correct, possibly. Okay. Okay. So, like the abyss, the abyss is what they both fear here. So, like, mm-hmm. Nadia. Her mother, kind of, or like you know, accepting her mother mm-hmm. and Alan, uh, the individual relationship, and so we'll see if they accept it. And there we go. Or maybe it's just the fact that they both need um help and they don't admit to it, but yeah, they both got to move on in some capacity. Then maybe they will uh, move on past this time loop. Who knows? The issue, the issue with being in a time loop, Mister Tsao, mm-hmm. is you don't technically know you're ever out of the time loop. Ah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, especially in the case of Nadia and Alan here. Because in order to know that so you're out I of mean, the time loop, yeah. you'd have to die and yeah, so I mean, not reset. Like, that, so. Yeah, like that's what I mean in this instance. That you kinda, I guess your determining factor is if you're not you see Alan die, but you haven't died, you go, oh, oh no, the time loop's over. Like, okay, <laughs> <well>. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> especially, especially if you just killed him as like, oh, look, let's test something here. Oh, you died and I didn't. Oh, well, whoops. Yeah. So yeah, we'll yeah. have to see if... Uh, yeah, these are these are interesting hypotheses. Oh, no, that's a dark ending that happens. That like they think the time loop's still happening, and they both die, but really it ended. But anyway, yeah, go on. Did I say I this has dark? Did I say this has a dark ending? I don't think so. I don't recall. Yeah, I don't think I did. So uh, I'm not saying it doesn't, but I don't think I said that. So at any rate, uh, we don't know what's going on with Alan here. Last we saw of him, he was up on a roof looking over the edge, but we do know that Nadia chokes on some chicken and dies, you know, and if she hadn't pissed off Ruth enough to leave, Ruth might be there to save her. But I like to think Ru- that Ruth can hear her choking, but chooses not to save her. Oh, oh, now that's dark. <laughs> that would get really dark. <laughs> and, uh, I don't think so. But. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, I think the assumption can be made here. If Nadia is choking on chicken at chicken at this moment and dying, that Alan, who obviously has also died, probably committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Nadia resets to iteration 19 in Max's bathroom, except with one major difference, there is no mirror. And Max 
is not sure why she's making a big deal about it because there's never been a mirror in that bathroom. It's a statement on the beauty industrial complex and narcissism and all this other stuff. So, uh, but she, when, when Nadia, Nadia apparently immediately has moved on from her spat with Alan because she goes right over to his apartment. And when she arrives, you know, she says no mirror. He has no mirror either. So neither one of them any longer have the self-validation of existence. They can't get that via, from themselves. Via mirror. No, via, via that mirror. Via that mirror. But the metaphor is more effective if we just think about <laughs> neither one of them <laughs> has, has in that instance the the self-validation of existence when yes. they look up from the sink okay that's right okay. <laughs> so so maybe that's why nadia goes and seeks out alan maybe not but regardless she does and they do apologize to each other and he tells her that he remembers his first death and he tells her that he threw himself off the building and he killed himself so that's that's a very sad dark end to the episode and i think that we can very clearly see the evolution i think of russian doll from a kind of a silly comedy into something that's much more meaningful than that and i think that's one of the things one of the other things that i love about this episode and why i rated it a 10 out of 10 and it's my favorite one of the season so far will you tell me if you like the next episode more less or equal to this one no. i will tell you that on first viewing i rated this episode a nine okay oh. and i upped it to a 10 on the second viewing here okay i will tell you that i rated each of the last two episodes a 10 on first viewing okay i have a second question for you okay can we change the format of russian doll to what that i guess your rating <laughs> you just really have a desire to be right huh <laughs> no i just want to be able to uh, it's not about being right it's about predicting you mr so okay <laughs> well regardless uh uh, no, we're not going to change that format. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. I got vetoed. Fair enough. <laughs> but so I am interested to see how you respond to the next two episodes. Uh, I mean, think, I think we can see uh, progression to something darker uh, as we've progressed through Russian Doll and something not quite as funny or light anymore, uh, but something a lot more thoughtful and meaningful. Here's something that gives me heat. And don't like, really don't give an answer to this actually i, I may not talk aloud. yeah I, I, I don't want you to if you can but the something that worries me to the to what i think would be a nice ending for the season is the fact that there's a season two uh-huh um, so i'm gonna tell you I'll this say. i'm gonna tell you this about season two uh when i found out there was a season two that was in the works i said really why so i i think uh I think you're going to be very satisfied with the end of season one. I'm not sure that I'm thrilled about the idea that they're doing a season two at all. Uh, although they are, there are some very high profile actors involved in season two that were not involved in season one. So maybe they're shifting focus away from Nadia, Allen, whatever. Uh, but I, I really don't know anything about how season two is going to go. And when I finished season one, I was like, 
what a beautiful mini series. I don't need any more. This is great. So <laughs> anyway, and I feel like I'm, I feel very comfortable saying that because uh, I, you know, that I like all kinds of things, whether they be happy, sad, infuriating, whatever. So, yeah, you basically there's emotion you like. It. <laughs> I am a sucker for emotion. You know, I'm a, a Gen Xer. We've spent our youth <laughs> suppressing emotion. So now, now we just can't get enough of it. Hmm. <laughs> so there you have it. Okay, so that's episode six of Russian Doll. The next episode is called The Way Out, and we'll be looking forward to covering it next week, but we're not done yet. No, we are not, because it is now... Whatever could it be, Mr. Sal? It is now TV time. Oh, TV time. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for this one, Mr. Sal. Oh, okay, good. You want to know why? Why? I think I can get aces on this one. Oh boy. Actually, I don't know what that oh, means. Okay. Oh crap. I forget though. Alan <laughs> might take the show. I would have said at the end. Nah. 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 You see, audience five, everyone voted. So you, me, the people, Nadia. Okay. The audience only gives us a four, believe it or not. That rounds up to five. Oh, okay. My bad. Um and the only the last two episodes of the season uh, uh well never mind <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go you're welcome so basically you're welcome anyway uh, uh but you you did get the characters correct everybody including me and the audience voted for nadia How about before 60- we stop, stop. no yeah. you see the percentage Sorry. Sorry, as i was say before you say the percentage i want to see if, if i can get like i try to get a guess of the percentage Okay. Okay. Too late though. Sixty-six. So. Sixty. Sixty-six percent, Nadia. Um, do you want to guess who's number two and what percentage it is? Wow. <laughs> Alan. Then he gets thirty-one percent. Ah, thirty-two. Very good. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I, I'm actually a little surprised that Ruth didn't get a better showing here. She only gets one percent of the vote and in third place. So. Uh, interesting though. Interesting for uh, what the what the next two hold. You ever do that as a teacher by accident, Mr. Sal? Like you, you start talking and accidentally give away the answer. Oh yeah, stuff. all the time, all the time, happens all the time. Yeah, it's really disappointing when it happens too. It's like you played your trick too early. You know, yeah. Wait. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Not not a good thing. But folks, thank you so much for listening. We are the Showhoppers Podcast, and you can reach us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We hope that you like the podcast enough to share it around, give it five star ratings and reviews, and subscribe and follow the podcast. Uh, we like doing it, and we like thinking that other people like listening to it. So we would very much appreciate your support in those ways. And Kurt, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Uh, no, nothing to say. Okay, well then, folks, we'll look forward to talking to you next week for Episode 7, the penultimate episode of Russian Doll Season 1, The Way Out.